Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, Grab It Quick News. Of course, we're in our season four. And as always, I want to give a big thanks to everyone who's listening and a huge shout out to all my friends who are writing me. It is the month of October, and this month is going to bring some really cool lunar anomalies. On the 31st of October, we get to see a blue moon, which only happens, like, I think once every 200 years or some craziness like that. It's also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So if you know someone who's been affected in any way by breast cancer or cancer itself, this is a really good month to validate their resilience and maybe donate to a cause for them. All right, let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you are not 18 or older, you shouldn't be listening to this without your parents' consent. All right, we're going to start with CEO of Ontario-based food company is charged with having sex with underage prostitutes. Ian Charles Schinkel, 59 of Newport Beach, could face more than 10 years behind bars if convicted at trial. This is wrote by City News Service. It was published October 6th of 2020. The chief executive of an Ontario-based food company is facing charges of having sex with underage prostitutes, the Orange County prosecutors announced Tuesday. Ian Charles Schinkel, 59, of Newport Beach, was charged September 29th with a count of statutory rape, a count of sexual penetration by a foreign object of a victim younger than 16, oral copulation of a person younger than 16, lewd act on a child 14 or 15, a count of statutory rape of a minor three years younger than the perpetrator, oral copulation of a person younger than 18, sexual penetration by a foreign object of a victim younger than 18, and two misdemeanor counts of soliciting prostitution with a minor, according According to the court records, Schinkel, the CEO of Halliburton International Foods, is out on a $100,000 bond and is scheduled to be arraigned November 12th in the Harbor Justice Center in Newport Beach. He could face more than 10 years behind bars if convicted at trial. A message left with the company was not immediately returned. Amanda Emilia Perez, 22 of Huntington Beach, was also charged in connection with this case. She's accused of arranging to bring these underage prostitutes to Schenkel, according to the Orange County DA's office. Perez is charged with human tra- trafficking of a child, pimping a prostitute younger than 16, pandering a child younger than 16, and human trafficking of a victim younger than 16, and pimping a minor older than 16, and account of pandering a minor for prostitution. Perez is free on a $70,000 bond and faces up to 14 years and eight months in prison if convicted at trial. The allegations came to light in October of last year when a father reported to Newport Beach police that his teenage daughter had engaged in sexual relations with the defendant. The girl accused Perez of pimping her to men, including Schinkel, prosecutors alleged. She is also accused of pimping another teenage girl's for Schinkel and the victims were 15 and 16. Schinkel is also accused with misdemeanor hit and run with property damage, driving on a suspended license and failure to provide proof of insurance, an infraction from January 17th, investigated by the California Highway Patrol in Fullerton, according to the court record. And he is also facing driving under the influence case from November of 2019.
I know a lot of you are wondering, Jessica, what have you been doing during the pandemic? And if you know me well, you know that I have been doing some philanthropic endeavors. I have been staying positive. I have um, done a lot of self-care and just overall um, took advantage of this pause in the world. And I hope that you guys are doing the same. Um, I have had such an enlightening time just being able to explore other options other than the things that I have been doing in my past. So just, you know, realize, you know, that you don't have to always be busy and it doesn't have to be the work that you want it to be. It can be whatever you want, right? All right, so we're going to start with our first story And this story relates to a story that we did um, in season three. And it was about male patients who had contracted coronavirus and they were cured, quote unquote, but they still had um, lingering traces in their semen. This was written by avert.gov. And it says that COVID-19 is passed on through droplets that come out of your mouth and your nose when you cough or breathe. COVID-19 is not a sexually transmitted infection. However, it can be passed on through kissing and close contact, including sex. If you or your partner have COVID-19 symptoms, you should not kiss or have sex. There are a lot of ways to have sexual pleasure without physical contact. So try having fun with lone masturbation or um, double masturbation. Or you could do sex toys, there's phone sex, and there's also webcamming. So if you don't have any of these symptoms, having sex with a partner you live with is great. And you want to make sure that the partner that you're living with also has been tested and he doesn't have it either, or he or she. So if you decide to have sex with someone who does not live with you, then you need to take the precautions and reduce the risk of spreading it. So there are sexual health services, including um, family planning, contraceptive, pre-exposure, prophylactics, um, and they can be disrupted by the impact of COVID. So just remember to get in touch with your um, primary care provider for even more um information but based on the current evidence coronavirus the virus that causes COVID-19 illness is not passed on through vaginal or anal intercourse however coronavirus is passed on through contact with droplets from the nose and the mouth including the saliva of an infected person which can um, happen through close contact this means there's a significant risk of passing it on through kissing and physical touching if one person has the virus there's also evidence that the virus is present in feces so rimming licking around the anal areas can also be a way the virus is passed on as well as semen so can you have sex during the covid pandemic and i get a lot of folks who want to know this so avert says during the covid19 pandemic Many governments are asking people to stay indoors, limit your physical contact between people to and the spread of the virus. So here are some things you should know concerning sex. So if you and your sexual partner are displaying symptoms, a dry, persistent cough, temperature, difficulty breathing, you need to limit the close physical contact. This means no physical intimacy, no kissing, cuddling, anal, vag, none of it. So then um, the non-physical contact sex 
Having sex with yourself has no COVID risk, and it's one of the best ways to keep enjoying sex during this pandemic. You can also explore other ways to have sex without anyone physically present, including through the phone or a webcam. If you decide to go online, just be aware what you are sharing and who you are sharing it with. Remember to only do what feels right. Your partner may want to explore this new way of being sexual, but you should not feel pressured or persuaded to share sexual content over the phone or the internet. And I'm just going to put in there, just remember social media is monitored by the CIA. Yes, it is. You may want to Google that. So sex with someone that you live with, if you live in the same house and it's a regular sex partner, you both know you're each other's regular sex partner, there are no other partners, and you don't have any symptoms, then you can continue having consensual sex as normal and as much as you like. If your partner is having sex with other people who do not live with you, just remember that this will increase your risk of getting COVID. So sex with someone that you don't live with during this time, some countries are actively discouraging hooking up or having sex with people you do not live with. This is because there is a heightened risk of picking up COVID-19 or passing it on to others, which undermines public health efforts. So if you are a sex worker, Consider going online, sexting, using videos and chat rooms or taking a break from your business as usual activities if you can. Me being a quote unquote sex worker and adult film entertainer, I go by guidelines, which is regulated by the adult entertainment industry. And until there is a vaccine, they prefer that we not shoot. Or if we do shoot, we shoot with someone who we have been regularly having sex with, who has been tested. So just so you guys know, Jessica's not getting no booty either. All right, so then we go to high-risk groups and sex. So if you have a medical condition that would put you at a greater risk of getting severe COVID, then you should be extra careful with all aspects of your life, including your sex life. So you may want to consider stopping in-person sex or limiting the sex to just a partner who lives with you, but you also need to take extra precautions as well. So limiting the spread during sex. If you have sex with someone you do not live with, there are a few things you can do to lower that risk. So they say during sex, avoid kissing, exchanging saliva with anyone. Outside of that, avoid sexual activities, which could include um, swallowing semen or licking around the anus. Use condoms, dental dams to reduce the contact of your um, saliva with poo or saliva. You take a shower, wash your hands and body thoroughly with soap and water before and after sex and some people are like well before sex yeah you want to do it before sex because you never know what you have on you you never know what they have on them and sex and a shower is always really fun to just hey let me wash you off and hey you can wash me off it's a really um non-judgmental way to get people clean as well so then if you use sex toys you need to um wash them thoroughly they say soap and water do not share them me being a pro I usually use like a fourth of a cup of vinegar and then I use water because vinegar is a natural um agent that kills germs and you want to make sure the stuff 
that you're putting into your vagina does not um, affect your pH balance and soaps can do that. So that was just a little something for me. So mutual masturbation while physical distancing. Hey, I do that anyway. And that's super fun. (laughs) So you want to limit your physical interactions by reducing the number of sexual partners you have overall at the same time or during different times. So sexual health services during COVID-19. During this pandemic, some sexual health services may be disrupted. So this includes services for family planning contraception, sexual health testing, and pre-exposure prophylaxis. To limit the spread of the virus, many clinics may move to online consultations, they may suspend walk-in services, they may reduce their hours, they may close or be referring people somewhere else. It's important to stay up to date with your local healthcare provider by checking their website or giving them a call every three to six weeks. Contraception and family planning. Um, where legal, this COVID pandemic may also disrupt the provision of essential abortion services. So you want to contact your health provider. Um, Preventing HIV is still really important during this time. Make sure that you have an adequate supply of condoms, at least 30 days worth of PrEP as well. If you are taking PrEP, some people on PrEP may decide that their HIV risk is low because they are having less sex during the pandemic. And if you decide to stop taking PrEP, make sure you know how to stop it and start it again. For most populations taking daily PrEP, they will need to have seven sex-free days before they can stop taking it so that their last sex act is fully protected. You can check out Prepster for lots more information. And that's the story about COVID and sex. All right, now it's time for the second half of our show, which is Letters to Jessica. For those who are just tuning in, Letters to Jessica is just something that we have come up with where people in my personal life, fans and friends send me um, emails and they ask me questions and I generally will answer them. Everybody has given me consent to answer these. No, I am not a psychiatrist. This is just people asking me for my advice. So let's get started. So our first letter is from a male who lives in Arkansas. He writes, Dear Jessica, I'm an African-American male who is a Republican. This will be the first time I vote Democrat. I feel anxious and nervous. Do you have any advice? Well, male in Arkansas, I want to say you're not alone. I think the demographic for African-American Republicans is actually quite higher than what people realize. Um, And I'm not talking about the Republicans now because this is not actually the Republican Party. I feel like the Republican Party has been infiltrated by some folks who are a little cuckoo-cachoo and that's not what it was about. But if we go to the guidelines of, you know, what the Republican is, you know, um, making sure that you work, you know, earn what you work for, you know, all that stuff. African-American people have, you know, more kindred spirits in line with the Republican agenda when it was a good Republican agenda. Now that this is going on, I think people need to understand, and I'm going to say this to you and maybe you can say it to your friends. We are not voting for Joe Biden. We are not voting for Kamala Harris. At this moment, 
we are voting for an idea. And what a lot of people don't understand with democracy is you're not necessarily voting for that person because you like that person. This is not a popularity contest. This is about our democracy and where we want it to go. And unfortunately, this is where we're at. I think Joe Biden, he um, is a Democrat, but he leans Republican. So I would say don't feel so bad about that. But I do want to point out that, again, this is not about party affiliation. This is about our democracy. So when I say that, I want you to think about your future and what you want um, projected in America within the next 10 years, three years, one year, because I think that's what happens. People don't really pay attention to politics when they're not doing what our current president is doing, which is just causing chaos and drama. He's literally had to wake us all up so that we look at politicians a different way. I feel like African Americans in this day and age do need to get more involved in politics because I feel like, um, unfortunately, some of our white allies are out of touch with that. They, they've had generational wealth. They've had great credit. So they don't really know what the disparities for African-American communities, brown communities are. And so when we put more African-Americans in office, more brown people in office, then we really can start to work on legislatures. We we can actually have people work for us. And when I when we say vote blue all the way down the ticket, what a lot of people don't understand is that that's that's how it works. Um, Voting isn't just about the president. It's more so about everybody on that ticket. So you may think, oh, well, I'm just going to vote for the president and that'll be enough. It's actually not going to be enough. You're going to want to vote for the town halls people. You're going to want to vote your butt off. Because every election matters. And so it's really important that you make your voice heard, you know, like the mayor. A lot of people don't know a mayor. When you vote for your mayor, it's another local government official that usually appoints the chief of police in the city to manage law enforcement. So you see how that goes. Then when you do that, then we may have a sheriff. You want to vote for your sheriff because a sheriff is typically an elected position that oversees a county and is responsible for enforcing the law. The state attorney general are the top legal officers of their state. Most are elected and have jurisdiction over criminal prosecutions. They also advise and represent their legislature and state agencies. So then we go up some more. So then your state legislature, the reason you want to vote for them is because they are responsible for policies that define what constitutes crime to crime and funding of the government agencies that are responsible for dealing with the dealing with the defenders and the victims. So then you keep going. So we go up. So then the majority of states you want to vote for your judge and this is why you need to know who your judges are in your state because the majority of states will select the judges to the state's supreme courts while others are appointed depending on your state's constitution each state has a different constitution but the same so your number one bet is this is why we vote 
blue all the way down because when you do that you're changing who your mayor is who will then change who the police the sheriff is the sheriff then will change who the police chief is who will then you know what I mean that's that's how it works so then um, we keep going with our governors the reason that you want to vote in the governor race is because governors play a crucial role in ensuring public safety and security and they oversee state agencies that implement criminal justice and public safety policy and programs including state police corrections and juvenile so governors really work with the jail reform system and this is why it's so important to get involved so that way you know exactly what kind of prison reform for juveniles and for older people because the number one issue that we find is that is there really any reform in the criminal system? This is why it's important to vote. So then we keep going. You have your senators and representatives in Congress. The reason that you're voting for them and you're voting blue is so that you can create a federal law and have power to reform the criminal justice system through the legislation. The last vote is the president. And the reason we vote for the president is because this person will appoint the attorney general who will lead the department of justice this executive department of the usa government is responsible for enforcing the federal law and administering justice in the united states so now that i've told you that I want you to think about all the people that the current president has put in position. None of these people are qualified and none of these people actually care about any of those things that we just listed off about criminal reform, juvenile reform, laws in your area. They don't really care. So that's why you're not seeing a lot of change. But imagine if we got forward thinking black, brown, white, yellow, orange people to get in those positions of power and to see the actual change and that's the whole thing it wouldn't be a trickle down effect anymore it would be what we call a wave and so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to create a lasting change because you know mail in arkansas the things that he has unrolled this current president we're gonna we're gonna be at least 20 to 30 years before we find out how much damage is done but there's no reason to be anxious or nervous if anything i would tell you that you know you are doing your duty as a proud american and you keep being proud to be an american thank you so much for the letter Our second letter comes from a male in Connecticut. He writes, Dear Jessica, I'm in a new relationship. I have been a bachelor by choice for the past five years. That is a long time. Um, since this pandemic, my girl and I have been living together. She is upset with me because she is watching me on social media and I comment and like other females pages. I know she comments on other guy stuff, even though I don't see it. But I feel like she still makes me feel bad about it. Am I wrong? Is there a such thing as being able to like other people's pictures and comment on their pictures on social media without seeming like a creep in a relationship? <laughs> Thank you, Mail in Connecticut, for this letter. So 
this is the weird thing. Um, I think she probably wouldn't have a problem with it if you had not been an acclaimed bachelor for five years. <laughs> and I'm going to say this, and I'm sure people are going to be like, Jessica, but I mean, you a bachelor for five years, baby, you got pussy falling out the attic. You know what I mean? You open the door, there's some pussy. You open a closet, there's some pussy. You open your car door, there's some pussy. <laughs> and hey, it may not even be true. But you have to remember when someone says, I've been a bachelor for five years, women automatically think, oh, so that means he was just getting free range pussy. He was just free range dick for five years, even if it's not the case. Now, if you're a good looking bachelor that was doing that for five years, she may feel some type of way and feel a little insecure. So I would say my thing is, if you were my man, you have not been in the game for five years but you're still commenting and acting like you're not in the game I think that would be my issue you know what I'm saying like you know stop commenting and liking stuff pay attention to me and I maybe that's how she feels like you these people have had your undivided undivided bachelor attention for this long what would it hurt for you not to comment on anybody else's posts but hers, gas her up, boost her ego? And I know you're going to say, well, Jessica, that just sounds spoiled. And yeah, it is spoiled, but that's your girl. And I think guys keep forgetting they want girls to be on this level and spoil them. But sir, you got to do the same thing. You got to do that work too. So if you want her to spoil you, you want her to stop talking about the comments that you're posting and stuff, you may want to direct all of your energy and, and likes on social media to that. Do I have this problem? No. Because I always keep my relationships very, very private, number one. Number two, the people that I date are very confident, and I am confident. So... If I feel like this person is commenting a little too much, you know, I'm not going to, you know, take it personal or say anything to them about it. I'm more likely to just dip the fuck out. I'm just saying. So I would say, you know, respect the fact that she's actually saying something to you instead of trying to be spiteful. Because there are some females out there who are spiteful who will be like, oh, he's commenting on all these pictures. Then I'm going to comment on these guys' pictures and it'll be even. Another thing that I noticed in the letter was that you said, I know she comments on other um, guys' posts, but it sounded like you haven't found those comments. Yeah. So how about we just take accountability? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like we're not really taking accountability. We're playing we're playing the immaturity up a little bit in this relationship. Well, I want to like these people's pictures and comment because they've been my friends forever. And the issue is if they're your friend, they'll understand that you're in a new relationship. You really like this girl. You want it to work. So I can't do everything that I was doing before. And another thing, when you're in a relationship, it should make you change for the better. So should you be commenting, you know what I'm saying, on anybody's stuff unless it's work-related or unless it's family? You know what I'm it like, Like, it's common sense kind of stuff. So I would say 
when this conversation comes up again, you really need to have an accountability. You need to first off apologize to her because I don't know if you guys, if you guys have brought up the fact that she's commenting on other guys' stuff and she's like, when, why? If that's the case, if that happened, apologize to her for that because she obviously isn't and you were just doing that so you could continue your bad behavior because this is bad behavior. You're in a relationship, but you're still commenting and posting and somebody who is in that relationship with you is obviously uncomfortable with it. So that means you're just chipping away at her self-esteem and you may not think it, oh, it's just comments. Okay, it's just comments, but let me post some comments on your stuff and see how crazy she gets. Oh, yep, I said it because you know it's true so I would say that this is this can be fixed it's easy but you're just gonna have to want to do the work and you're gonna have to remember that you are not an acclaimed bachelor anymore you are a taken man and taken men respect their women and their women's wishes thank you so much for the letter let me know how it goes Our last and final letter of the episode is from a male in Toronto. He writes, Dear Jessica, I'm bisexual. I asked my fiance about getting a full-time girlfriend and he flat out said no. He said that it was immoral. Am I wrong for wanting both of them having my cake and eating it too? Well, male in Ontario congratulations on knowing exactly what you want in your life. I think a lot of people are either too shy to communicate that with their partner or they just get weirded out. So big props to that. Big props for being open about your sexuality, being trans transparent about what you need, because I always love some kings and queens who can do that. So big ups for that. Now, as to the question, um, I think... The issue that he's probably having and I'm having is that this man is your fiance, not your boyfriend. There's a difference. When you put fiance on it, it means that you have a future together. And in your mind, you have already started working out the future. That future could entail children, a house, a white picket fence, all that good stuff. Traveling every holiday, spending Christmases by the fireplace, hug, embracing each other, holding mugs of hot cocoa. You know what I mean? That's what the future is. Now, all of that stuff that I just pictured, add another person into that. Yep, there you go. So, the thing that you're talking about bisexual means that you are attracted to men and women okay but polyamory is when you want to be in a relationship with more than one person and unfortunately this is where this is going do you need to be bisexual to be in a polyamorous relationship no but Unfortunately, if your partner is not into being into a polyamorous relationship and feels like that's a deal breaker, then that means that's off the table. Now, we're having this question of, am I wrong for wanting both of us to have our cake and eat it too? You are not wrong. You are wrong in the sense that this is your fiance and he does not want to marry anybody else. He wants to marry you. And then to imply that you need someone else other than him would imply that he isn't enough. Yep, I said it. So 
right now, do you really think you need to add someone into the stress of a new of a fiance? Because that's what he's looking at it. You guys are already probably trying to plan a wedding. You guys are probably already trying to plan where you're going to live. I'm sure you both are trying to get up um, your money, maybe change jobs. And then you want to throw in another body into that? That's a lot of moving pieces. Now, the thing that I want to bring up with threesomes, and I say this constantly, the majority of threesomes that I have had has been because people really wanted it. One of the partners really wanted that threesome and they thought, oh my God, this is gonna make our relationship better. You just watch. And then they had the threesome and it didn't make their relationship any better. If anything, they found out that the threesome was actually an excuse for their partner who suggested the threesome to fuck around. Yeah, and it's a sleazy, it's a sleazy underbelly right there. So really think about why you want that. Because you said, I want to have my cake and eat it too. So this just sounds like maybe you're being spoiled. Like I want what I want when I want it. And unfortunately, when you're on the verge of getting married, you can't just have what you want when you want. You know what I mean? You can't. You really have to stay focused and you really have to protect your relationship and you have to guard it because relationships are liquid gold and depending on the relationship you get you may not get anybody else you're bisexual and I'm gonna say this and I and I'm sure you've heard it before but it's very hard for bisexual people to find people who want to be with them in a long-term capacity because of this right here the majority of people, when you, a bisexual person is with someone with the same sex, they don't really feel like they're gay enough, right? I already know. You're not gay enough. And then if you're with the opposite sex and you're bisexual, well, you could leave me for the same sex. So it's never, you know what I mean, an even keel or on, on solid ground. So the fact that you have found somebody who likes you and wants to be with you you really need to work on that but another thing is the immoral part I don't know how you felt about him saying that but I do want to say that you're bisexual and you sound like you're a very you're a free thinker and when someone says things like immoral God send stuff like that you may want to really sit down maybe go through premarital counseling and really go through if this person is right for you because sometimes this person can be perfect for us but our value system is totally different our morals and our values are totally different and there's a difference between morals and values morals are the stories you've learned in your life values are the things that build your life okay so that may be something that you guys need to discuss. But I will say from my standpoint, I don't think it's selfish that you want to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. I think it's selfish that you want to bring your fiance on this ride when he obviously is only in this ride for you. Mm -hmm. All right. That's my advice. Thank you so much. And let me know how it turns out. Well, that's all the time we have. 
I need your support, Team Grabbit. If you value the free and paid content that I've delivered over the years, please consider subscribing to my accounts or my official website, jessicagrabbit.com today. If you're already a subscriber, now's a great time to use the tip me feature on this Anchor app, as well as the other sites that I have. Send me an Amazon gift card or refer 10 friends that you know that will benefit from my service. Remember, Every contribution, big or small, will ensure that I am able to produce content in the years to come. One day soon, this crazy era of social distancing and hunkering down at home will be behind us. And I'll be back working out at the gym at 6.30 a.m. and camming my regular 10 to 11 a.m. shift. And I know all of you are having fantasies about getting immersed in some of the -the out-of-the-house activities once again. But for now... Every one of us needs alternative ways to escape, and I aim to be that escape. So long, and remember, be good or be good at it. Until next time, bye. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Quick News. This is season four of my podcast for those of you joining in. And as always, let's give a big thanks to everyone who is listening and a huge shout out to the people who are writing me. So it's the last week of October and boy, let me tell you, the moon has absolutely been showing her ass this month. October 31st, remember, you got to go outside and enjoy that blue moon because we may not see it again for like another 200 years. Also, CDC has laid out some guidelines for our trick-or-treating this year. We have less than nine days before an election. And I just want to tell people, if you're still having some issues deciding, let's see if we can help. So... If this is about some political views, I just want to throw this out that racism, it's not a political view. Locking innocent people in cages, that's not a political view. And seeking to destroy your opponent, who is also an American citizen, like you are, that's not a political view. If you're still undecided, then I'm going to say this, and no offense, but you're dumber than the scarecrow off of The Wiz and The Wizard of Oz combined. So in regards to Halloween 2020, let's just make sure that we are being safe and just be sure to check with CDC and then collaborate with your neighbors for a safe COVID Halloween because, hey, kids love to trick or treat. All right, let's get started. A gentle reminder, if you're not 18 or older, you should not be listening to this without your parents' consent. Let's get it. <laughs> 